Hi guys, welcome back to The Encounter. Today we are continuing our series of love, but specifically in this episode, we're going to talk about phileo. Before I get into it, we have Diane, we have Jenny, we have Kathy, and we have me, Shaylee. And what is phileo? Like, what? Like, you're probably thinking, like, what is this? Well, it's a Greek word that signifies a friendship between, like, friends. It's a friendship. And this, this phileo love is comes out of the perfect example of we can think of of David and Jonathan. It's a friendship based on trust and loyalty. It's a love that you give to a friend that represents the Holy Spirit, that represents confi confidant between each other. That takes us, um, and honestly, it's it not takes us, I'm sorry, but it's nice having like a friend with this type of love because this type of love that Jonathan and, and David had was beautiful. Do you wanna do you wanna keep going? Yeah. Um so David and Jonathan, as we know Jonathan was the son of Saul, the king. Mm -hmm. So then the first king killed him for Israel. Um so they they both had such a beautiful friendship even though Saul did not like David at all. He always felt like um animosity. He always felt like David was like going to take his kingdom from him just because he was very liked by the people. He was very charismatic. He was a great warrior also. But Jonathan, he was able to see more than that, more than the warrior, more than like what David was. He was more like, no, he's like a brother. He's like a, a person I could have comfort with. And a beautiful thing that they had was like, while David was running, Jonathan always had his back. He always was there like to to make David feel secure. And like we were talking about earlier, like a specific um, thing that happened with them. I was gonna say a scene that happened with them. <laughs> like, bro, I'm not watching this, I read it. <laughs> um, like what happened was like when David was ready to go leave because he was still running, he was being persecuted by Saul. They met at a field and they both had a moment where they're like, you know what, um, like you can say, it could have been their last goodbyes or something. And um, Jonathan was like, I'll, I'll follow you. It's fine. Like, I'll serve you if you ever, like, end up, like, becoming king. Like, yeah. like that's the type of friendship he had. Even though Jonathan was the next line in line to be king, he was like, no, if you, David, become king, I'll follow you. And to that point where they both, like, had that moment where they were like like hugging and they were both crying because in their heart they knew like it was probably like the last time that they were going to see each other. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I just I just love their friendship because all of us want that type of friendship where you're like, "Wow, are you going to cry for me?" <laughs> like, are you going <laughs> to Are you going to be sad when I leave? <laughs> yeah, like you think about that and you're like, "That's the type of friendship I want." And another type was Jesus and his disciples where it's like like, even though Jesus was their leader, there was also a friendship because they, like, would, like, travel together. They would, like, be together. They were, like, all, like, in unity. And then when he left, they felt some type of loneliness. They are like, like, wow, like, our, our master has, has left us. But, like, no, what did Jesus tell them? He was like, you know what, like, I'm leaving right now, but I'm going to leave someone for you. And that's the Holy Spirit. And sometimes, like, we're seeking that friendship, like, in a physical sense. We're like, oh, 
I want someone to like listen to me, someone to care for me in that way, in a platonic way, not like in a loving, like yeah, no. intimate way, but like in a platonic way where I'm like, I could express myself. And that's what we have spiritually, which is the Holy Spirit. Even if we probably can't feel him sometimes or we can't understand what he wants from us, he's always there to comfort us. Yes, and it's crazy because this, like the Holy Spirit um, being our friend, being our helper, and basing it off of that and basing it off of David and Jonathan, like Jonathan never asked anything in return for David. No, he didn't. He was just like, no, like I'll give you, I'll give, I'll give. Like he, he just like, here, you want this? He'll, you, you need help? I'll give it to you. Like he never asked anyone or anything in return from, from David. And same thing, the Holy Spirit never asked for anything in return. The Holy Spirit is here to help us. The Holy Spirit is here to guide us. Like, Mm -hmm. um to enhance our relationship with god you know mm -hmm. and it he, the holy spirit is our help um without what, what i was like uh discerning this um i read a verse it says in 1 john 4 20 and and it says if we say we love god but hate any of our brothers and sisters in his family we are liars if we don't love someone we have seen how can you love god we have never even seen him and when i was telling this to the kids i was like we all know this verse because we all always say it like if you don't love your brother you don't love god because how are you gonna love someone how are you not gonna love someone that you see and love god that you don't see like that's mm -hmm. just in, like impractical yeah. you know that doesn't make sense so you have to love one another to love god but when i was i was telling the kids i was like i took an, another meaning out of this verse and it's 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 crazy because the apostle, he one day was preaching about this, mm -hmm. and he was saying that, oh, when you first come to, to Jesus and you accept him as your Lord and Savior, at that moment, you're like, you're either, you're crying so much because you're being filled by the Holy Spirit. And what happens in that exact moment is that God puts this love in you, and this is the phileo love. He fills you up with love, with love, with love. And so he's, he's, he's saying that, God doesn't ask anything that we don't already have. When you first accept Christ, you are filled with love. So if you are filled with love, you should love your brothers and sisters. And I was like, wait. So does that mean that I was never fully filled with the love with God gave me? Doesn't that mean we don't know God because we weren't full, we didn't accept fully that Christ was our Savior? We're not fully uh, listening to his word. We're not fully like following what the Lord says for us to do. So I was just like, that's so crazy because bro, what? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, dang, like uh, you never, you, uh, you never fully accepted the now that you have to, um, be like a Christian. You have to be a follower of Christ. Uh, I mean, not just a Christian, a follower of Christ. You now have that love. So now you don't know God. If you don't love your brothers, it's because literally you don't know God if you don't love your brothers. Yes. They're like fighting for the mics. So, no, like, it's true. Like, sometimes we expect to feel the love that God has placed in us. But, it, it, like, we always say, um, what God gives is not a feeling. Mm -hmm. It's something that should be permanent in our lives. It should be something that we are living by. As someone that struggles to love people... <laughs> <laughs> Like, I get along with people, but to say, like, oh, yeah, I love you, like, it's very hard for me to be, like, okay, yeah, do I really love this person? <laughs> but, like, it's true, like, even, like, talking and being, like, okay, yeah, Dan, you should 
since you're a leader for youth, you should like hug them and be like, I love you. Yeah. Sometimes I'm like, in my own way, I'm like, I love you guys, but you guys are annoying. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> but I do, like now I'm like practicing it and being like, you know what? If God loves me unconditionally the way that I am, the way that I struggle to be, like you should give that unconditional love also. And you should be that phileos, like we said, that friendship for those people that are younger than us. Mm -hmm. Even though, like, you you might think, like, oh, but they're not understanding. They're not. And sometimes we're like that because they're, they're not at the same level that we are. But it, it doesn't matter at what level we are. We have to give that love. It, do, if we base it off of that, imagine what God, if imagine if God based it off of that. He's like, oh, I'm too good for you guys. Because literally, God is too good for us. We yeah. don't deserve him. Like, he doesn't need us. Yeah. But yeah. I, imagine he would be like, oh, I'm too good for you. Like, I don't have to love you. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> like, I didn't okay, need that. Exactly. <laughs> like, we're supposed to represent the love that God showed us mm -hmm. to show, like, to other people. Yeah, and even... Sorry. <laughs> 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 Everyone's, like, talking <laughs> over cat. Um, when Jesus came down here he showed how it was to be a true friend he cried for for Lazarus. Um, yeah Lazarus. he cried for those he like he hurt with the hurt yeah. <laughs> if yeah. that makes sense mm -hmm. um and uh what was i gonna say my goodness um yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah but he came down here to to show us how it how it is to, oh that's what i was saying to be a true friend and and he wasn't he he could have easily like he was a friend of tax collectors he was a friend of, of sinners yeah, and literally. he wasn't he wasn't over here like saying like calling out people for their i mean he was but you know like he no but he, he like he explained to them yeah, yeah exactly he, was, he um he knew that he had to like lower himself to be able to to relate yeah to have that one-on-one -on -one with yeah. with each with each person that would talk to him and yeah that's what I, was I love that you guys were all saying that um because it reminds it reminds me of a of like this event that happened in my life <laughs> and it really opened my eyes to see because as you guys were all saying like when we when we love, uh, when we understand God's love, we know how to reciprocate to everybody else. Mm -hmm. And, you know, God is a selfless God. Like, he is yeah. so selfless. And that's something I never, like, will ever be able to, like, mm -hmm. really, really understand. Because mm -hmm. he just gives, 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 gives. And even though, like, he still wants in return, like, he's still going to give to you no matter what. Yeah. And, and I love how you guys were saying how love, you don't ask for anything in return. Yeah. And one time I was feeling that way. I was just, like, I was telling one friend. And I was telling them, like, you know, I feel like this friendship, like, I don't get the same energy reciprocated or I don't get anything like that. And this friend was not like, oh, pobrecita, like, oh, they don't do you good. Like, this friend was like, okay, but are you giving because you love them or do you want something in return? Mm -hmm. And I was like, boy. I was like, I didn't need you to tell me that. <laughs> I wanted Why you to tell me you're too, like, you're, it's okay, I'll be your friend. But no, they told me, like, are you actually doing it because you want something in return or because you actually love them? And I was like, you know what, dude, you're so right. That's true, because honestly, we're needy human beings. Yeah. And De Deuteronomy 15.10, it says, you shall give to him freely, and your heart shall not be grudging when you give to him, because for this is the Lord your God will bless you in all your work and in all that you undertake. So uh, understanding, like, what a friendship is, is making a choice to love somebody besides looking at their imperfections besides what they even bring to the table because hey sometimes you do have to be the bigger person sometimes yeah. you have to be the friend that um pushes and like has to like make ends meet so we can both be in like the like have like a christ 
a centered friendship, you know, and mm -hmm. that's something super important to do. And something that I've always learned and always like carry with me is that el amor no se compra. Mm -hmm. That's some that you just simply do not buy love. If I'm gonna give something to Jenny, it's not I'm buying her love. No, like I'm gonna give it to her because I sincerely love her and because mm -hmm. I sincerely care for her. Yes. Not expecting like oh because I'm giving her this she's gonna love me more. Negative. El amor no se compra. Simple as that. And that's something that we have to understand because yes, friendships are good for like the fun and good times, but they're also there to help you correct you, to help you lift you up to help you like keep moving forward and yes mm -hmm. maybe not all the times you and your friends are like on the same level but bring them up to the same level like yeah. help, them help them be yeah. that shoulder that where you like lift them up higher and it's so beautiful how we're talking about jonathan and and david because we see that we cried and many of us can sit here thinking like oh wow like this boy was a crybaby over his friend like that's like <laughs> guys to me like showing emotion is so cringe to me <laughs> like it's so cringe to me but but at the end of the day like it's something good because you yeah. let the other person know like i'm here for you i feel for you just like jesus right yeah. but david i i see something so incredible in him and, and it's that his his heart was so sensitive mm -hmm. and sensitive towards his friend because um in one of the verses i'll read it to you guys in a bit but as they both like uh were crying david cries more than jonathan and dude I think about David and I'm like, dude, I would cry too. Like imagine a friend knowing like all the sins that you've made and still was there for you and still cried with you and still was blessing you when you were gonna leave. Like that is insane because many of the times we look at our friends as imperfections most of the time and mm -hmm. not think about like, oh, like you, like we we rather sit here and say like, you're doing this, this, this wrong, but rather telling them like, no dude, like there's purpose in you, like don't give up and stuff like that. And that's what I see in David because he was so sensitive. In 1 Samuel 20, 41, and it says, And as soon as the boy had gone, David rose from beside the stone heap and fell on his face to the ground and bowed three times. And they kissed one another and wept with one another, David weeping the most. And you can tell that their their friendship was, like, so strong. And because, dude, like, Jonathan did care for David. And, mm -hmm. and Jonathan was also one that knew, like, his friend's mistake and was like, nah, dude, like, it's okay. Like, I'm still going to love you. Mm -hmm. And what greater love is that? Because that's how God is with us, too. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to sit here and remind you of what you did in your past or what you're doing now. But, you know, besides that, I'm still going to love you. And you can see that that when we have, like, Christ's crisis mind in us, we no longer think, like, oh, this is what you did. But you start mm -hmm. remembering, like, you know what? God's friendship is um, God's God's love in this in this phileo friendship is something that you see in a in a friend of yours and see like okay there's a purpose in you and yeah. you know friends are good for like woo happy times and stuff like that yeah. but dude it's sometimes it's good to sit down and be like okay friend I see you smacking okay friend are you doing good bad good good and it's good to do these things and you know always have a sensitive heart for these situations because okay this is something that really stuck to me and I'll mm -hmm. share with you guys earlier. That friendships is super important because we shouldn't just see them as like, oh, these are people that I come to church with and serve with all the time. But remember, these are your brother and s brothers and sisters in Christ. Mm -hmm. Like if I see my sister, she goes through something terrible. I'm going to be there and be like, bro, like, like I know I wasn't there to do like a bad decision with you, but I'm going to cry and feel for you because of what mm -hmm. you did. Like I love you because yeah. I'm really close to you. I'm going to cry. And what did David do? What did they both do? They wept. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we have friends in church that, you know, sometimes apart apart themselves from the path of Christ or you know they simply leave and yeah. many of the times we as friends don't even cry for them yeah. we as friends don't even pray for them like are we being friends that are yeah. you know supposed to like the real friends that we're supposed to be yeah. saying that we are 
because we can sit here and talk about friends, but like maybe we're not even like the correct friends that are yeah. you know crying for our friends that leave or anything like that. And this is this is like a perfect example because they both cried. They they blessed Jonathan blessed David as he was leaving. Imagine like not even us. Like we see people leaving, we're like okay bye. Like no, <laughs> like, like oh, dude, God bless you and hopefully you don't leave the path of the Lord. But that's something we should like always like consider all the time. Yeah. Um, Proverbs twenty seven six says, "Faithful are the wounds of a friend who corrects out of love and concern, but the kisses of an enemy are deceitful because they serve his hidden agenda." And this this verse is so interesting because you would kind of think of it as like you would kind of think of it like as the opposite like wounds would hurt more from like an enemy mm -hmm. and like like um like kisses and sweet words from a friend are better but the bible says it completely yeah. different and that's interesting because um because these wounds that happen can always be repaired like the the wounds are so that that you learn something so yeah. that so that you don't so that you don't go through that anymore and versus those those kisses from an enemy are i kind of see it as like um literally as it says like deceitful like like evil like there was a plan hidden behind it and they're kind of like saying like oh it's okay because they're trying to lead you lure you into like um a path that isn't correct trying to make make you fall and and make them they're those those friends are are simply just there to to because they, they don't really care about you what what they care about is themselves to make themselves look higher yeah. but a, a sincere and true friend is gonna correct you and is gonna is gonna want to build you up is 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 gonna want to to the a true friend is not gonna want you to sit there and know that you're you're going through something bad they're not gonna leave you alone they're gonna they're gonna say like hey like what's happening like um mm -hmm. like give you words that that you need and a couple verses after it says it in proverbs um 27 9 it says the heartfelt counsel of a friend is as sweet as perfume and incense and it just it just matches with what it says um before the 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 words that these friends are saying is not to hurt you it's in the the bible says it's a heartfelt counsel it's something that's coming truly from the heart it's it's honestly the holy Sp i i kind of see it as like um because sometimes um we think like god god comes come talk the way he talks to us is like is like something like out of this world and but sometimes it's just simply like having that that true friend and god is using that true friend to to as a vessel to say these words to you so it's not even the the friend that's saying those words is simply the holy spirit talking yeah. to you it's god it's god um reassuring you that he's with you that he 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 knows what you're going through yeah. yeah you and you can see this with like again going back with jesus and his disciples like they weren't good people same way that the people didn't see jesus as the messiah and they didn't see him like oh wow he he is god because as we know he started very low 
and then he chose people that were low too people that were hated like people people didn't like tax collectors who yeah. would like a tax collector people there was fishermen among him like they were the lowest of the low too like their type of work wasn't good and then there was other people that he surrounded himself with but he was like no in order for me to teach the world i need to get same people like how i started off yeah. like and we have to see that too as like we show that love he showed that love to them so they were able to show that love to the others as um i don't know if you guys know this but like Jesus always spoke like, oh, my children, listen to my words. This is what the Lord is telling you. Oh, my children, this and this. He would correct them in a nice way. He was mm -hmm. like loving way. And someone who picked that up really good, we would think is probably Peter or someone like that. No, it was John. Mm -hmm. In his cartas, which are like, like his letters, which mm -hmm. were first, second, and third of John, you can see that he picked up that love that Jesus had for them to the other people he was talking to. He was like, my children, listen to these words. Mm -hmm my children this and this like that's how we're supposed to pick up this, like that's why now i'm like you know what damn be a little bit more nice <laughs> be a little bit more loving show that love for others i don't want to feel like i'm rejecting the people lower than me or people around me i rather feel like okay hopefully they're feeling the love i'm giving off hopefully yeah. they understand like this is probably the way I show love, but I want to be a little bit better, more sensitive. And that's what, how we're supposed to be. Yeah. More sensitive to those um, that are lower than us and those people that we know that are our brothers. Because it's easy to show love to a brother or someone who's close to you. Like, I know with my cousins, because probably because we grew up together, we're like siblings. I'm like more loving towards them than people I just meet out there. I'm yeah. like, I'm less affectionate. I'm like, why am I showing, like, why do I have to hug you? Why do mm -hmm. I have to do yeah. this? Like, I don't feel the need to because it's like something unknown. Yeah. But like, no, be able to show that affection, be able to show that love, whether it is spiritually or also physically, like in a way where it's like, you know, this person is feeling bad. Give them a hug. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And uh, honestly, I used to think like, like having like a friend was always like a two way, a two way street. Like, oh, if like how Kat was saying, like if they treat me good, like I'm gonna treat good. But it's not like that. It's very one way. Mm -hmm. you, being a friend to someone is very you just giving and giving and giving. But imagine like if we don't give out of this love we're saying right now. Like if imagine if we just give them and we're just like okay, you know what? Like we want something in return. Or we give out of like, uh, just like, ugh, like, okay, fine, this is pity. Like, I, I feel bad for you here, you mm -hmm. know? Like, or fine, I'll be your friend because you have nobody else. Yeah. You know, like, that's like, that's, <laughs> that's kind of sad. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like, oh. and, and it's just like the way you're doing it, it's not going to be acceptable to the other. And then later, we're just going to question, like, why why does anyone accept us as friends? But, but obviously, they're not going to accept you because <laughs> what you're offering is not even yeah. good in the first place, you know? Yeah. <laughs> And it's crazy because God also mentions like, oh, when you offer me something and you don't even offer me like wholeheartedly or like if you have something against with your brothers and stuff and you and uh, something against with your brother, your brother have something against with you and you're trying to offer me something like I'm not going to accept it. You know, yeah. like that's just done and easy. He's just like, no, go fix, go fix whatever you have with um, with that person and then come after yeah. me mm -hmm. um, and give me the gift or offering you want me, you want to give me. And it says it here in Matthew 5, 23 to 24. It says, so what if you are offering your gift at the altar? And remember that someone has something against you. Leave your gift there and go make peace with that person. Then 
come and offer your gifts. So we see here that literally what I said is that it's not even it's not even if you have someone something against someone, but if s that person has something against you. Yeah. And it's and then it's obvious because he wants us to love each other, right? Mm -hmm. But if you know if s that someone has something against you and you just like let it be, it's because you don't really love them. Mm -hmm. Because if you love someone literally legit, like when they're mad, when they're sad, or even the minor, like the little, littlest thing that they have, like feeling towards you, you want to fix it because you yeah. love them. Because you're like, no, like, like I want to fix this. You know, like yeah. I want to, I want you to be happy. Like yeah. I want you to, I, yeah, I just want you to be happy. And so he says here that go to your friend first or go to your brother or sister and fix whatever you guys yeah. have within each other, you go apologize. You humble yourself and go apologize to that person. Then you can come to me. Then I will accept you who what you're offering. Mm -hmm. And I was like, bro, that's so crazy. Yeah, that honestly, that is so beautiful. And it, it also like reminds us with like both of your points. It was so amazing because everything that you do to like a friend or everything that you do to a brother and sister you're also doing it to christ mm -hmm. and it and it blew my mind because i was reading matthew as well and matthew is like a very good book a good, to yeah, like teach to us stuff. Mm -hmm. and in matthew 25 36 it says i was naked and you clothed me i was sick and you visited me with help and ministering care i was in prison and you came to me ignoring personal danger and just a little bit of context right here it was like the final judgment day and uh jesus comes right like in his glorious, you know, image, right? And he's with angels. And Jesus comes and he comes and separates. Like, he puts them to the right, he puts them to the left. And then he starts talking to the group of people that he separates. And he says, thank you. Like, because you guys are righteous. Because, and this is like him saying, like, you clothed me. Like, you, when I was sick, when I was hungry, when I was thirsty, you came and gave me something to drink. And the people were confused. They were like, what do you mean I gave you something to drink? Like, you know, like, I, I did, I wasn't like, with you in that time right yeah. and he said because everything that you did to your brother and sister is what you did to me too so he was speaking for the other people like because i saw you clothe your brother because i saw you clothe and give to drink your friend yeah. guess what you also did that to me and honestly that blew my mind because we forget that we're all like a piece of god like we all come from god and like if I were to hurt Shaylee, guess what? I'm hurting Christ too. Mm -hmm. Or if I come and love Shaylee, I it's showing love to Christ too because I know she is like a daughter of Christ. And that hit me like a truck because we forget that. It's super, super like I can see Diane be like, oh Diane, her parents, they're uh familia Adolfos, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> like I, we just see it like as in a superficial, like worldly way, but we forget like no, like we are all brothers and sisters, and that's and that's important for us to understand. And I love that this verse says, I was in prison and you came to me ignoring personal danger. So that means that like, you were helping out your friend without like thinking of the benefits for yourself. Mm -hmm. Like whether I come out like with scars or like I'm her or anything like that. Okay, but you help that friend out. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying that you're going to go to your friend and also be dragged into that hole either. Yeah. No. Like use the tools that God has given you. Yeah. If, for example, I love using the example that was given to me and I will always hold it forever. It's like if you see your friend is in a hole you're not going to go in there and jump in and try to push each other back out. No, mm. you have, if, if God has given you a ladder in this situation, put the ladder down in the hole and let your friend come back up. Like mm -hmm. you're using all these herramientas, all these tools. So your friend can get out of that hole so you can help that friend be mm. uplifted again. And it's so beautiful because in order for us to be this way for our, for our friends or for our brothers and sisters in mm -hmm. Christ, we also have to understand that you have to love. There's like steps and I'll read it to you in a bit. You have to love the father and after you love the father, you have to love yourself. If you do not love yourself 
or you know be like okay with yourself and who you are then guess what you cannot love somebody else mm -hmm. you have to love yourself in order for you to love somebody else and that's super important and Ma it says in mark 12 30 to 32 i'll read it to you guys and it says and you shall love the lord your god with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength so that is already three things love god with your what your heart your soul and with your mind and all your strength actually that's four things wow that's mm -hmm. a lot but see imagine <laughs> that you have to you have to love god with all of those and the second and 31 it says the second is this you shall love your neighbor as yourself there is no other commandment greater than these and describe oh and then 32 is a different one jk but 30 and 31 so that's what's telling us love god after you love God, learn how to love yourself. Once you learn how to love yourself, then guess what? You can be able to love somebody else. Yes. It's like, I can't, if I don't know how to take care of myself, how am I going to take care of somebody else? Like, exactly. you can't. You have to keep up with yourself. You have to understand that, okay, God loves me. Amen. If God calls me to be worthy, then I must believe it because mm -hmm. I am this way. I'm, th I'm that way. And you start taking care of yourself. You start nurturing yourself with the word. Guess what? Everything that your cup has been filled with, you get to share with somebody else. And that's honestly beautiful. Like, I, <laughs> it, it blew my mind a lot and it confronted me because we forget that many of the time. Um, as you were speaking, I was remembering about the story of the paralytic man and his four friends. Mm. And um, that's just an example of, of great friends. Yeah. Friends yeah. Who, who, who all their intentions, um, or is intentions good, a good yeah. word? Yeah. They were all good. The, what they wanted was for the paralytic man to, to get closer to Jesus. Mm -hmm. They did everything possible. Um, it's the stories in Mark um, 2. Um, I'll read it. It says, When Jesus returned to Capernaum several days later, the news spread quickly that he was back home. Soon the house where he was staying was so packed with visitors that there was no more room, even outside the door while he was preaching God's word to them. So that, like, I can already imagine that that whole room was just, there. you, yeah. you probably couldn't even see the floor. Um, and it says, four men arrived carrying, um, and those four men were his friends, carrying a paralyzed man on a mat. They couldn't bring him to Jesus because of the crowd, so they dug a hole through the roof above his head. And that's just so beautiful. Like, these friends were just like, well, we can't do anything maybe yeah. another day they were like no you're gonna get close to jesus you're we're gonna we're gonna do something and i bet the paralyzed man was also like well now what are we gonna do <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and and but these friends were were determined and were so helpful and 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 planned to to dig a hole through the roof and to lower this guy on a mat and yeah. sit him right in front of jesus and and it says, seeing their faith, Jesus said to the paralyzed man, my child, your sins are forgiven. And But that's just a beautiful example that, that true friends will will not not leave you there and in your own, um, mm -hmm. like, yeah. yeah, in your own paralyzed state, yeah. like knowing that you can't do anything, knowing that you're unable to move. No, they're gonna do everything possible. They're gonna, they're gonna be like, no, you need help. You need to, like, come on, I'll give you a ride somewhere. I'll, uh, no, I can pay for this. Who cares? Like, 
that's a true friend that knows that their actions can bring you closer to Christ. And another point in that story was crazy because that last verse you said, when Jesus saw that the friends came, he's like, because of their faith, not even because of the paralytic faith, uh, paralytic guy, but he was like, because of your friend's faith, you were now um, saved. You were yeah. now healed. And it, it's so crazy because that's another reason why like we should surround ourselves with people that are stable yeah. in God. But let's say we're not. Let's mm -hmm. say we are like we are blinded and we say that we're oh I'm I'm stable in God but in reality in, in if you don't love your brothers and sisters look what what it leads to in 1 John 2 9 11 it says someone might say I am in the light but if they hate any of their brothers or sisters in God's family they are still in the darkness those who love their brothers and sisters live in the light and there is nothing in them that will make them do wrong but Whoever hates their brother or, or sisters is in darkness. They live in darkness. They don't know where they are going because the darkness has them blind. And it's super crazy because when this, I see here that they're they're blinded. They have like a, uh, a coverage, uh, something covering their eyes. And mm. when you're in darkness and, you, and you're blind, dude, you don't know what to do. You're like worthless. You're like... You're like, bro, where do I go now? Like, what do mm -hmm. I do now? But it's God telling you here that go love your brothers and sisters and come to me for me to remove that veil that's covering you. For yeah. me to uplift that and for, for me to actually uh, fill you with the Holy Spirit, fill you with this love. And then once you actually come to Christ, dude, it's like, wow, you're, you are actually now the light. Because it says when someone says, I am the light, but they hate their brothers, you are not. So now yeah. you are light. And yeah, I got a perfect example yeah. for that, which is Paul. Like, we we know that he would persecute, like, all the Jews that turned into Christians. Like, mm -hmm. he would kill them. And we can see that he had that veil. He thought he was doing the work of God. He thought he was, like, no, I'm saving the law. We're doing what the law says. We're persecuting the people who, who are blaspheming against God. But it's like, no, he had a veil. Like we said, he was killing his brothers and sisters without even knowing. Mm -hmm. yeah. And, like, what happened? God, what Jesus did was, like, no, what I need to do is redirect your path. So mm -hmm. what did he do? He put covers in his eyes, and he was like, you know what? You're going to be blind for, like, three days because we need to do something with, with your spirit. We need to wake it up. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to direct it to the right path. It's not that Saul or Paul um, didn't have um, the ambition to do what was right because what he thought he was doing was right. Yeah. He thought, oh, I'm doing God's work. But no, God, Christ saw him and was like, you know what? No, I'm going to redirect your path. You're going to do what I'm doing, and you're going to make these people fall. They're going to follow you now, and, and you know what? So he blinds him, he three days, and then what does he do? He sends a prophet to him. And he was like, okay. Even though the prophet was like, oh, yeah. no, I don't want I don't that. Want <laughs> I don't want to die, you know? But no, like even though you know that you might be in danger because we have to carry our, our brothers and sisters' burden sometimes. And he didn't know at the time, but he still was faithful to, to Christ and was like, okay, I'm going to go talk to this, this man. If I die, then that's... I died, you know, yeah. but um, 
what happened? Paul had a change of mind, and that's what we have to do too. Like we cannot be persecuting others because we don't see, oh, they don't line up to what they're, what I think. Yeah. They're they're not doing what is right, and they're because we should also see that if you're in a position where you're you know that you're in a higher level, then you help those who are below you and be like, you know what? Let me be that ladder. Let me use the tools that I use to guide you up where I'm at now. Mm-hmm or maybe higher because sometimes we think That's like thing. Yeah. yeah when yeah. we uh, we don't want our brothers or sisters in Christ to be greater than us yep. but it's like no like Jesus even told his disciples like what I'm doing now is just a little bit what you are going to do is even greater mm-hmm. so we should be the same thing like if I'm teaching right now I hope the other little kids are preachers in the future you know like, I don't want them to be like, oh, yeah, I'll be a teacher just like Diane. And, like, no, like, I want to see you on a stage yeah. preaching to, like, a congregation or something, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. And be like, okay, that's the Lord's work. I'm probably just a, a step mm-hmm. for them, like, for them to be higher than me. Because that's what we should be. We should just be steps for people that are lower than us. We should always expect something greater. I bet you you want Layla to be somewhere higher than you are, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for our for like for example, I don't have I'm the younger sibling, but for my little cousins, I would want them to be higher than me. I want them to be more, right? So it's like that's how we should see our brothers and sisters. It's not like, oh, like I I don't want them to be higher than me. I want to be the epitome of the epitome. Like no, be like Jonathan. Jonathan, he was in a higher position than David. And yeah, he still Dave, humbled himself. Yeah, he yeah. still yeah. he was still willing to be like, if you go beyond, I'm gonna be there behind you, following you. And that's how we're supposed to be. We should be like, okay, yeah, I know that you're lower right now, but if you surpass me, I'm gonna still be right there, having your back. Mm-hmm. And that's the love that we are supposed to have for our brothers. And that's beautiful because Jonathan, I think he like understood that position and like leadership, kind of like, or. I don't. I don't want this to seem to seem bad, but it can like ruin friendships in a way because of um, like sudden like um, like jealousy or or stuff like that. So he knew like all of these positions that we have at the end of the at the end of like the day, it kind of doesn't matter. What matters is is our friendship. What matters is our communion with each other. Yeah. Not not whether or not I. I that my friend can preach better than me or or yeah. something like that like that doesn't matter and that's what Jonathan he um so beautifully comprehended yeah. yes like we walk so they can run literally yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. and just to end this uh podcast right here because we passed literally 40 minutes um so it says in 1 John four eighteen, it says there is no fear in love but perfect love casts out fear for, free, for fear has to do with punishment, and whoever fears has not been perfected in love. So if you're fearful that your friend is not going to give you the same love in return, don't, 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 be, don't be fearful. Come to Christ, be filled with that love, and in perfect love there is no fear. And once you have that love in Christ, you can have that love with your friends or towards your friends. All right, guys, um, stay tuned for our next podcast because we're going to continue our, our love series with um, family love with family love yes all right um stay tuned and i hope you are edified by listening to us bye bye